All right, so I'm here to speak on a subject. I picked a subject on hurry up, hurry up. So hurry up and we can, you can uh, go to the Bible, Luke chapter 19, and there's a famous story of Zac Zacchaeus. Uh, we probably know that when, if you grow up in a church, you know all the songs with Zacchaeus. He was a short little man and <laughs> it keeps going. And uh, yeah, uh, I will not sing it, but uh, Zacchaeus was a short little man and uh, he really wanted to see Jesus, which is great. I don't I wonder if you want to see Jesus today. Yeah. And so he, because he was short and it wasn't a stage platform setting like here, uh, he couldn't see him. So he climbed a tree and he climbed a tree and probably wasn't expecting uh, Jesus to come down and speak to him. And classic Jesus, you know, he, he speaks to people in a social awkward way. That's why I really like awkwardness. That's part of my communication style, to be honest. <laughs> It brings attention. Right? <laughs> it does. So, so Jesus, in a socially awkward man, uh, stopped by the tree, uh, saw a guy who he never probably seen before. Maybe he did, but uh, we don't know. We don't have a record of that. And he said, he said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. Is that, isn't that like a mama talk a little bit, right? It's right. Come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Socially awkward. <laughs> and so he invited himself to a dinner, which could be a spiritual gift. Maybe you have that too. Or you have people around you that have that, right? So he came down at once and, and welcomed him gladly. And uh, yeah, so, so he, they hung out. And we have this, this weird situation at uh, Zacchaeus' house. He probably had his friends over. And uh, so, so they, I don't know if they were talking or whatever, but we don't really have a record of Jesus saying anything, you know, up until the end of the story. Like, I don't know, maybe he talked, but we don't know. If he would preach, we would probably have that recorded, right? So he is not saying anything. And we, we see Zacchaeus and his transformation really fast because he says, Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Wow, crazy, right? Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. Beautiful, right? Because this man too is son of the Abraham. For the son of a man came to seek and to save the lost, right? Not the found, but he saved the lost. Jesus, we really just want to invite you here because, you know, this is not a TED talk, but those are great, but this is not what's today about. It's about you and we just want to invite you here. It's not about Tom's thoughts from Czech Republic, even though that would be funny probably, but it's you speaking today to our lives, to our situations, whatever we're going through. We just want to open our hearts, our ears, our minds, and be ready for whatever you have today for us. Amen. Have you ever been in a hurry? Probably not, because you know, in Germany, you plan everything perfectly, right? <laughs> We don't. So you would picture this, you know, classical 
Sunday morning uh, with the family, everything's ready, you know, calm, drinking coffee, obviously, because that's what you do when you're pastor. And uh, it's never like that, to be honest. Our mornings are great, but uh, we're, you know, constantly something's happening and kids want to, do, to go to bathroom like three or five times, whatever, forgot their toys. All of this craziness. Are you some, sometimes like me, you know, just in a hurry, didn't really enjoying life, fighting on the stairs on the way down the apartment because oh, you, I know, you should have done that. Oh, you didn't take a trash out. Man, I'm the worst with the taking trash out. Oh, we lived, <laughs> yeah, a year ago we lived in this apartment that had really narrow staircase, like really narrow. And so my wife would tell me, because that's kind of my duty to do, take out the trash, you know, that's what you do. It's good, right? And uh, so we would, she would sometimes, because I would forget it all the time. I don't know what's happening. But so she would put the trash on the stairs. So you have to, literally, you have to like this. How many times did I do that? And she can testify though. I'm not, not making this up because I'm, you know, I'm out, I'm doing my mission ear, or, uh, in ears, you know, on my, in my ears, obviously worship music, right? <laughs> so we're sometimes in a hurry and I want to speak on a subject, subject hurry up. Um, the reason why is that this, whenever there's in a Bible something rarely written, that takes my attention, you know? So, so hurry up is not really like a typical thing what you would see in a Bible. Because normally, because even, even Jesus uh, never, you don't, you don't have any records of Jesus running to his sermon late or uh, moving to another location, you know, just uh, too busy to talk to people. They actually say that love travels five kilometers per hour. Because that's your typical walk, right? three to five kilometers an hour that the love travels because you can actually have a conversation, right? When you're running, you don't have, you don't have time for that. Or some runners do, but I never got to the point of running and talking, <laughs> right? No, not for me. So, so we see that uh, Jesus, Jesus is telling to Zacchaeus, come down immediately, hurry down. Don't waste your time up there. Let's hang out. And I wonder if that's something what we should take out of this story. Because Jesus will transform you and he wants to transform you. He loves you as you are. That's not, yeah, we, we know that. But he loves you so much that he doesn't want to leave you like that. And he wants to transform you. And to transform you, he has to be with you. And I wonder how many trees we climbed, you know, when you were young, you climbed the trees. And I, I think that we actually still climb the trees now. That's something what we take from our childhood. It's not literal trees, maybe for some of you it is, but, but I'm not, I don't prefer that. And uh, so, so we're climbing our trees, with, you know, in the church. We're, you know, building our position and uh, we're with our carriers. Maybe, maybe you build your business or whatever. And that's all great. We, all, we also have a business with my wife and it's, it's incredible. But sometimes we're climbing the trees instead of being with Jesus. We're missing the point. 
Look, Jesus, I climbed the tree. Incredible, but what if you hang out? What if he says by your tree, you know, stands by your tree, Tom, you know what? This is great, man. You made more money than last year. Perfect. But let's, let's hang out. And maybe he doesn't even want to tell you anything. That happens, but he wants to be with you. Let, you know, come down the tree, climb down and meet Jesus in person. You know, my, my friend just got saved recently and he's like a bigger dude, but he, he had a bad car accident uh, and so, so he's on a wheelchair now, but a uh, big dude and he got saved recently and that's something what you, when you realize that you're in a church bubble too much because he came to our men's group and we were sharing, you know, but over time when you have the same group and all the Christian guys, all of a sudden, you know, it's not more... It's not uh, honest anymore. It's like just, you know, yeah, it's not, not, not easy, you know, but God is good. Um, it's going to be fine, yeah, just, just um, I don't know, still fighting the same things, like not a big deal. And this, this guy, uh, this guy comes in for the first time and he's like, okay, everybody was sharing. So he opened up and was like, guys, my life sucks. <laughs> He was honest, the only one honest. He climbed down the tree, we did that. He climbed down the tree. And we so, yeah, I realized, yeah, we should probably, you know, be more honest. Bounded a lot with that guy because when he's on the wheelchair, I have to help him to the bathroom a couple times. So, yeah, we're really close friends now. <laughs> Nobody says that, you know, to pass. When you be a pastor, you're going to be doing a lot of random things. <laughs> second, second thought what I want to share with you guys is from the book of Jeremiah. It's at the beginning of his ministry. And uh, Jeremiah is a young prophet. He got this word from God to not, you know, not really encouraging because his message was like, everything's going to be destroyed. We, a lot of us will die. But you know what? God is good and in the end of the day, we're going to come back. It's a good story, right? For a 16-year-old prophet or whatever he was at the age. So, so Jeremiah says what I would say. Like, I'm too young. Sorry, you can't do that. Use uh, the other guys, you know, the other prophets here. Not me. And uh, God says, oh, don't say you're too young. I'll be with you. And literally, what is there is like, roll up your sleeves. Get ready. I'm with you. It's going to be hard. You'll, you'll die, but roll up your sleeves. Roll up your sleeves. I don't know what is it for you right now, what you have ahead of you this week, maybe, maybe tomorrow. But you know what? Get ready. God is with you. Climb down the tree, roll up your sleeves, and let's go. And if, it, if it's, you know, if you're ready just day by day, that's okay. That's probably how I lived last eight months. Like, okay, I can do another day. It's not easy. But if I can do another day, maybe in the future, you know, I'll be close to God. I'll be, I'll just get used to this, you know. And we can do more and we can invest more. So change, if you want to change, if you want to move in your life, it requires an action. Yeah. And we know that, but do we actually live that? 
We don't. Sometimes, a lot of them, we, do, we don't. And just roll up your sleeves. And um, last thing what I wanted to share is uh, same still in um, Jeremiah's book. Jeremiah is an interesting person because he not only preached it, but he really lived it. And it's interesting that God is using him this way because it's not, not really typical. Because God would do miracles with the prophets, through the prophets, right? We, we know stories like that. But sometimes God just uses weird stuff like investment. Because uh, God let have um, this opportunity for Jeremiah to buy a land. You know, it's good, probably good investment because everybody knew that they're gonna die, so everybody was selling. <laughs> Awkward, right? <laughs> and um, so, so God told Jeremiah, "Okay, you have this uncle, and he's gonna offer you a land to buy, and he will gonna do it." And there's, there's all the details. In the, interesting in the Bible, you know, that like you should, you know, sign it there. This should be in a contract and stuff like that. But all of this information that seems like, you know, not helping anyone, uh, it's to show that Jeremiah doesn't only preaches it, but he actually lives it. So he's buying a land that will be destroyed because he believes that God will restore it. I wonder what you are buying right now. Maybe not literally, because it's complicated to buy something in Berlin, right? <laughs> Same in Czech, in our age, right? But what are you buying in your community, in the church? Are you investing into your church? Maybe it's rebuilding phase. And you should be buying the land so God can bless it. Right? You ready for that? Sometimes I'm not, you know? Because sometimes it brings you to the position when you feel like, hmm, I would rather not believe in God. Uh, before we got married with Clara, and we can probably have worship uh, in a little bit, so you can guys get ready. So uh, when before we got married with Clara, uh, it was like, uh, yeah, uh, we was crazy situation. We planted a church, and not seriously, it was not you know, like uh, on purpose because we just hung out with our friends and they, you know, came to Christ. So what do you do with them? You build a church. So. <laughs> So, so we, uh, we had this situation before we got married that Clara, Clara's brother uh, was starting losing his sight when he was 16. And slowly, but, uh, but really, you know, it, it was a significant difference up until the point when he only sees a little bit of peripherally, but not a lot, like almost a blind person. And so they were trying to figure out what is going on, you know, like never happened like that. And so they figure out that it's not about the eyes, but it's about the nerve behind the eyes. So they, they found out that it's like the sickness that attacks the nerves. And uh, so they went through, you know, a lot of checkups, a weird season when we were just didn't know what's going to happen. Is it going to stop with the eyes or what? And everything was weird. And we just were confused because doctors were saying something like, Clara, 
you will it's better for you to not have kids and you know like it would be too um too dangerous to actually have kids because we don't know what's what's the genetic uh, issue will do another generation you know so all of a sudden we were at the point where we didn't we were not even married yet and we knew if we get married we will not have kids devastated you know and i'm not super you know family guy that i want i know five kids or whatever but still it it shocks you and but you know what we really believe that uh, god put us together so we got married and after two years our first daughter was born and you know what it's not all figured out but we bought the land we knew that it's going to be hard we're going through checkups every year and it's like all day long at the doctors with a little kid you know two daughters now but i'm not here to tell you like it's all done we're in a process anything can happen but we bought the land and it's hard It's hard to explain to your kids why we're going to the doctors every year to check out their sight, even though their their vision is way better than mine, you know, and I don't have anything genetic <laughs> with that. God can sometimes lead you through weird stuff, hard seasons, but buy a land. Hurry up! He's calling you right now. Hurry, hurry up, climb down the tree immediately. I don't know what, the, what tree you climbed. Is it your career? Is it your family? Is it the church? Is it your position? Is it, are you friends? Is it your girlfriend that just broke, broke, down, broke up with you? Maybe, maybe it is. And you have to climb down the tree to meet Jesus because he's ready to listen to you. And we, we don't have any record uh, Jesus preaching to Zacchaeus, but we see the result. We he, see the, uh, the transformation. Let Jesus transform you. Let Jesus transform you today. Are you ready for that? Roll up your sleeves. Something is about to happen in your life. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Uh, there's another story where we see hurrying up someone, which is really, really rare. And there's, there's someone, there's an old man that runs to his son. It's a prodigal son story. When we see a, lo- a son lost for a long time because he wanted to find his way. <laughs> Alex, we should probably sometimes listen to our parents, right? So, I, uh, so the son is coming all broken, you know, just re- just wishing that his father will give him at least a job, you know, to do some food. And his father sees his son from distance, probably from the porch, maybe on like a chair or whatever. He sees his son coming runs he runs to meet him he runs to meet him which is very rare because 
In a Jewish culture, it's it's not really you know good for you to run when you're like a man with a business and stuff. It's like almost not appropriate. It's actually inappropriate, which is why we have biblical evidence that cardio is evil. <laughs> I don't do that. I should. I should. He runs to his son. Jesus is running to you. He's hurrying up to you. If you climb the tree down, he will run to you, to your life, to your situation, to whatever you're going through. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a challenge in front of him. And we can go, we can go through that with Jesus. So where are you today? Where are you? We have actually the first question what we have recorded from God asking uh, mankind <laughs> is in Genesis uh, in a story with, with Adam uh, right after the first sin God calling Adam where are you where are you like he wouldn't know you know the Almighty God I wonder if the question from the God is sometimes more for us to realize where we are. It's not location-based question. But where are you today? Are you on the tree? Are you somewhere in the mud? Are you somewhere in problems? Are you somewhere in bad community, bad relationship? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you, Tom? Where are you? So. Where are you today? And we'll be worshiping in a second. And I wonder if we can just all stand up, you know, so I'm not the only one here. And we're gonna pray. And we're gonna we're gonna come to Jesus today. We're gonna climb down the tree. Because he climbed the tree for us. He climbed the tree for us. He made the tree the wood that he was crucified on. Isn't that crazy? He's not the only the Savior that saved us, but He saved us in a way that it's not really understandable. He saved us to be crucified on the thing He made through the people He made and loved. Isn't that crazy? Do we have crazy God? He's so in love with us. He wants to be with you. He died to be close to you today. He died to be close to you. He died to meet you in your situation right now, today. Climb down the tree. So he runs to you today. Just hugging you, you know, just hugging you. Oh, I missed you. I missed you. I missed you. So good that you're back. And we're sometimes like, oh man, I'm sorry God, I'm, I will not do it again, you know. But we will, you know, we're, we're broken people. But He will run again and again and again. He will run again to you, to meet you in your situation.